recording. It's September 15th. Time for another episode of Spooktember, a daily Halloween prep podcast. And today we have a very special episode as I have Corinne of Magic Folk on to talk about Halloween is Grinch Night, which is a very good short. We talk about it for 30 minutes, so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, Stick around for the end if you want to hear the prompt for this Friday's upcoming audience participation episode. And uh, yeah, this one's really good. (laughs) Get ready. Hi, (laughs) my name is Corinne, and I'm here to talk about a topic that's very dear, near and dear to my heart around uh, what I like to call Grinch Night. I'm not I'm no longer calling it Halloween anymore. This is I I don't want to use the word surreal too soon cuz like it has to have weight. We can't just say this is surrealist the entire time. Agreed. It, I mean all Dr. Seuss stuff is kind of like that the entire time, right? But this is like there are aspects of it that are just particularly bizarre in a it's way all- that like defies everything we know about the Grinch. Yes. It's almost like the last gasp of when cartoons, especially in the 30s with like the Fleischer stuff, where there didn't have to be any sort of inherent logic to it. It could just kind of break your brain because they could draw whatever they wanted. Right. Absolutely. And there's well, there's like, well, I don't want to I I don't want to skip ahead. Like, there's this one sequence in the in the uh, the movie in the 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 film, the uh the thing that we're talking about that's like part that's particularly relevant to but i guess like to start we're talking about the halloween is grinch uh, yeah halloween is grinch night is what the short is called it's like this short animated 1970s grinch special that's very much like the classic grinch stole christmas it's in a very similar style like it maybe looks like a slightly different animation style but like you know, it's that it's that Grinch canon, right? Where we've seen mm-hmm. multiple iterations of the Grinch. It's definitely um, it definitely fits in with the other animated Seuss shorts that came out around this time, right? And the there's no mention of Halloween in the special, as far as That's I know, except I for the up. title. Yeah, I feel like that was more of a marketing thing. It's like Halloween is Grinch Night is just this. It's the the story of Grinch Night, which starts when the the sweet and sour winds start blowing. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> what are sweet and sour winds? I'm like, this got an Emmy. It got an Emmy. This won the 1977 Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Children's Special. Wow. 77 was a wild year. Star Wars, Smokey and the Bandit. Halloween is Grinch night. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Why have I never heard of this before last year when I accidentally, like we accidentally stumbled upon it watching this, like the trilogy of animated Grinch movies. Do you know there's another one actually that's, um, Uh, what there's the Grinch and the cat in the hat. I don't remember what it's called, but it's, it's much longer. If I remember correctly, maybe it just took long longer, but it is even more bizarre than Grinch night is like, are, it, wow, this DVD art looks. Uh, oh, it's an eighty-two. Wow, the the YouTube preview is literally <laughs> the Cat in the Hat and the Grinch walking across frame together. This feels like it's made up. It's bizarre, and like it's not just bizarre because it's this mashup. Like there's weird stuff that happens in it that like doesn't 
it defies the lore of the Grinch and the Cat in the Hat, which I think is maybe my favorite part about Halloween is Grinch Night is like it defies the continuity of the the established Grinch lore. Yeah. Because yeah, we, yeah. like it's like you said via messenger, Hallow- uh, Halloween is Grinch Night is like kind of ostensibly a, a prequel because but the not Grinch really? because he's still an asshole, but it also there's like I, I how how like should we do we care about spoilers in this discussion? We do not. I <laughs> listeners, okay. this thing is much like I much like uh Whitney and I treated Mad Monster Party question mark. This is so bonkers. We could sit here and go through the entire thing and you still need to see it and will probably want to see it. <laughs> oh, totally agree. It's 25 minutes. It's well worth your time. It's an experience. It's it's, it's gorgeous. There's lots really of high cool quality imagery that like Gavin and I can never get across. But yeah. So if we don't care about spoilers, Max the dog leaves, leaves at the end. Which so is like <laughs> it blows my it, it blows my mind. Like I can't I don't know how, I don't know why, but when the 2018 Grinch was coming out for some reason, like I love the Jim Carrey Grinch as a kid because of course I did it's Jim Carrey and he's making funny faces, but um for some reason I went back and watched the original Thorough Ravenscroft one and then the Jim Carrey one, and then I watched the 2018 one with Benedict Cumberbatch, which I was expecting to hate, and then cried in the theater because it was this <laughs> wonderful commentary on anxiety, and the Grinch is way, way not the bad guy for, like, 98% of his time on screen. <laughs> like, when he decides to steal Christmas, it's he's been pushed really hard. Um, and even then, he's not, like, he didn't, he's not evil like he, <laughs> like he usually is, especially in this. So, but the thing is, what I kind of focused on was his relationship with Max, because especially in the 2018 one, they set it up that him and Max love each other. Like they established the Grinch will go into Whoville to like buy groceries begrudgingly. He hates being around people, but he'll go to buy groceries and he'll like dick with people because he, that's just how he vents. Um, but when he gets back home, he'll like he'll talk about being evil and he'll be he'll be talking a big game and then something will inconvenience Max and he will fix the thing in like a sheepish way Aww. that like he doesn't want to like they both know, but he doesn't want to verbally say <laughs> like him and Max care for each other in this. He is literally whip in Grinch night. He is whipping Max. Max is this. He has a song, which is the only time Max speaks. <laughs> it's so this good. is the only time in any Grinch thing Max speaks. And, and it's, it's a song about him being trapped in this relationship. And it's sad. <laughs> and it's right. Like the whole thing is like fairly goofy up until this point. And it's like sad and somber and real. It's it's like this this very like genuine song that this this voice actor is singing. Have you seen Mary Poppins Returns? No, I haven't. This does this is this is literally the first ten minutes of the movie. There's a song in which a father, his wife is dead. And he goes up in the attic to look for something, but then finds like a hairbrush that she had. And he starts singing a sad song about he's not prepared to be without her because he doesn't even know how to brush his daughter's hair properly. And it's the saddest thing, but it's not sad to kids. It's sad to people our age. Right. And I think Grinch Knight 
hits you way harder if you are old enough to have been in some crap relationship yeah no seriously it's like the, it's like <laughs> it's so earnest is like i can't i can't yeah. get over it there's this all this bizarre stuff leading up into this point where there's this family josiah and zachariah and they're singing about the sweet and sour winds and these different creatures so okay so like maybe you'll back up a little bit <clears throat> yeah yeah the reason that, like Gavin, you're totally right that, like, the Grinch is, like, the worst in this version. Like, he is the most evil, the meanest. Like, there's no sympathy for him. It's almost like a flanderization of the original, like, Grinch is grumpy thing. Um, And basically, he's just, he's mad because the sweet and sour winds are bothering these cat-like creatures that live inside of trees, and they start growling, and their growling causes this lake to, like, ripple, and that causes these other, like, sea <laughs> the, monsters to stick their heads up and start shrieking. So the Greegrumps yell, Gree <laughs> which disturbs the water, which makes the hacken cracks start howling. And you all, you just, you know how angry that makes everyone when the hacken I mean, cracks are howling? Cre- those damn hacken cracks... But it's not even like it irritates him. It's not like they overlay that howl the whole time. Like I would if I was if I was making <laughs> oh, an audio no, drama. This be nightmarish. Yeah, I would just have like a background, like every scene with the Grinch to be like that's driving. It. But it's almost like he's. I can't. I, I'm having a huge like blank here. I can't think of any folklore. I know this is really close to one, but it's striking a huge folklore monster vibe in my head in that it's not that he's being irritated so much. It's that the howling gives him permission to come down the mountain and he has to follow rules. Almost like I find like a lot of Japanese folklore about like spirits and monsters. They have set specific rules that they have to follow. Right. Yeah, it's he like he has to follow the rules. And he's he's going down specifically to terrorize the town. Like yes. he's not he's not going down cuz he's angry or grumpy or anything. He's actually quite delighted. And okay, so this brings me to my favorite line in the entire thing, which is right at the beginning, eyebrows. Gavin. Can we talk about the line? It's a wonderful night for eyebrows. It's a wonderful <laughs> night for eyebrows. That really that sells to me right off the bat one his relationship with Max because he says it and then realizes Max isn't there and forces Max to come outside and then starts <laughs> over. Again. It's a wonderful night for eyebrows. It's a wonderful night for something. And he also intentionally does not complete a rhyme. He's he's like a three parts three part sentence. <laughs> and the and, and it's kind of like the Jim Carrey one where he intentionally throws off the rhyme at the end, but I think that's kind of just setting up he's evil. Uh <laughs> Right. But his eyebrows fly off his head. <laughs> and there's a running theme in this of eyebrows, which it, were I the nostalgia critic or something, I would just be sitting here going, it's so weird. But I kind of like that it's a consistent running thing. No, yes, totally. I remember when he started with that line the first time I watched it. <clears throat> I was like, what? Like, what is what, this? Wh- where does that come from? Like, his eyebrows, he says, it's a wonderful night for eyebrows, and they dance off of his face and then he's all, land he's like back omnipotent. down. He is. He changes it, his size, and he yes, makes his eyebrows fall, fly off his head. these magical powers in this version. Like, <laughs> it's totally bizarre. These are, like, new Grinch powers that we haven't seen. That in, <laughs> in no other version does he have any powers, except he's mean, and he can, like, crawl up your furniture and, like, up your chimney, right? This is sort of like the the idea being it's more that Theodore Geisel, Dr. Seuss, uses the Grinch 
as a tool and not as a character. <laughs> yes. And th- I want to stress, I cannot find any evidence of a book. This is purely made as a Dr. Seuss special. Right. That won an Emmy. Um, and and, it, and it's, I, I heard some YouTuber, he didn't give a source on it, but some YouTuber said it's like one of Theodore Geisel's most, like he's most proud of this. He thinks it's one of the better Seuss animated things. I think it's really good. I, and I think, what like I am I'm not sitting here thinking I want to go watch now how the Grinch stole Christmas because I watched that a lot as a kid I don't mm-hmm. need to see that again I am perfectly happy with sitting down with friends who have not seen this and watching this in a serious like let's watch this thing and then talk about it <laughs> right <clears throat> absolutely no absolutely it definitely is like a standalone work and I think you're, you're like you're definitely onto something with it being sorry it's kind of thundering here I apologize yeah if that's oh, on perfectly recording. fitting exactly the grinch it's grinch night those sweet and sour winds are blowing um it's like it's totally folkloric and it one of my favorite parts again is i think it's zachariah yeah the kid no josiah sings the the dad sings that our problems are immense like this is like a serious frightening problem that the grinch is coming down to terrorize the town with the paraphernalia wagon. I wouldn't go outside tonight on a night like tonight for a dollar and 50 cents. And then that keeps repeating through like the song keeps coming back throughout the special and the amount of money increases drastically each time. Right. It gets right. up to six million six hundred thousand and a further <laughs> 66 cents. And it also follows the devil number thing, which I you don't know. know what 666 is doing here but hi i noticed that too i was like this is the 70s like this is like yeah this is the height of that barcodes are the devil the barcodes are (laughs) have demonic significance and uh dungeons and dragons is making kids think they have magic powers and are worshiping the devil and the grinch is the is related to 666 somehow okay yeah we don't need satanic panic we we need the grinch panic (laughs) Um, I, I do want to point out there's the one laugh out loud moment is when the wind is coming in and it shows everyone getting legitimately worried and they're shutting their doors and it's very I think it would be very scary from a kid perspective because like everyone's scared after they shut everything and they're still worried which implies like the paraphernalia wagon still just works around them even if they're locked inside <laughs> But the thing is, there's this uh, bird, and, and th- what I really liked is they kind of just use the same model. Like the idea of a Dr. Seuss bird looks the same across everything. Right. This bird is bringing all its little like chicks in, and then one walks back out of the little like hovel they live in, and the the mother bird just goes like get get inside, and then a garage door shuts. Like <laughs> even the bird has security against the Grinch. <laughs> he affects the wildlife. I didn't pick up on that. I did see the birds at the end when they're celebrating dancing, and I yeah. thought that that was adorable. I didn't see the garage door, but that's brilliant. I was just sitting there, like, <laughs> thinking, okay, so I'm a, I'm a writer in the 70s, and I need a joke here. There's going to be a garage door on, because there was a garage door on the blacksmith. And I'm like, oh, hey, they got garage doors in Whoville. And then this little, like, cave just goes shut. <laughs> but, and, and it's not like that's a failing of the rest of the special. that There were no more laugh moments because it's not supposed to have laugh moments. Yeah. It has quirky little rhymes. It has fun little clever moments. Right. Like uh, the euphemism. 
the you yeah the fact that their outhouse is called the euphemism right so zachariah says i need to go to the euphemism um and everyone inside's like i i I wouldn't (laughs) yeah i wouldn't i'd hold it until the grinch is gone so the basic structure here is the wind comes in they have a secret agent who's living in a fake mushroom like halfway up the mountain who has a telescope and this like Everyone can get on a trunk line, which is something that doesn't really exist at conference call. They can conference call in to this guy and he basically just relays like watching the Grinch come down the mountain and tells them like ETA. Everyone's <laughs> sitting around the radios listening and then Eucariah <laughs> has to use the euphemism, goes outside and Winnie the Pooh style gets blown halfway up Mount Crumpet. Also, that's what really gets me. I like you could I, I love making the argument that canon isn't necessarily important or necessary to a lot of stories. Like you can have characters and not need canon. <clears throat> right. But, but the fact that it, it is Whoville at the base of Mount Crumpet, this is the Grinch. Max is a character. <laughs> there's so many things that do connect. Like there's so many touchstones that are it like even Google says Wikipedia and Google say this is a prequel. It doesn't work though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't because Max. If it makes sense as a prequel because the Grinch is still mean, but Max yes. leaves at the end, so maybe it's like a different Max in in Christmas time or something. <laughs> There's or, more Maxes. Yeah, he just gets a new dog. But oh, because Max gets thrown away in the tube in the live action version, so he's Max <gasps> three. They've reconnected. <laughs> they've restructured the canon. It's working. Max now. seven. This is this is Earth six six two. We're, oh my god we're we're seeing grinch from another earth each time okay enough marvel jokes so it's grinch fanfic is what it one is. thing i want to talk about really quick i don't know how long i don't know how much meat is on the bone discussion wise on this Eucariah is one of the better brave kids i think i have seen in media like this right i agree he's not it's selfless in a in a, in like a believable way because he's he realizes i have the, the grinch the, the grinch is like hi i'm the grinch i'm really evil my my eyebrows fly off my head <laughs> you are now scared i have no because um so the the grinch is going down the mountain there's a song about how evil he is and there's like a bit where the the paraphernalia wagon rolls over some flowers and then one flower pops back up and they and the flower has a voice and it's like <laughs> like it's trying to stand back up and the song stops to which the Grinch turns around and goes, I missed one and rolls the wagon backwards to kill it. Right. Uh, and he's then so he tries smug. to hunt down an endangered fluffy thing. A wuzzy wuzu. Uh, to which the the monitor guy says he should leave that alone. It's the only one left. Right, it's the only one left in our community, and he chased so, like <clears throat> he picks up the pace too. He's making his way down the mountain very slowly at first, and he sees this thing and hunts it. Like he yeah. he picks up the pace and goes at a high speed, um, and ends up crashing in these bushes, which is where Max lands. Yes, with, with and just to reiterate, Max is just like I'm sorry, not Max. Uh, Eucariah yeah. is just like picked up by the wind and placed on the mountain. And the Grinch is up there with his paraphernalia wagon. He's found this creature. And this is where the Grinch's eyebrows fly off and torture the kid or like scare the kid. I don't know. Yeah. He starts chanting and his eyebrows fly around and sort of swoop around like a bat or some kind of evil bird. 
And he basically tells the kid to buzz off because he's going to go down and torture the town. Um, but I agree that like the kid, the kid went out to use the euphemism and he's up here by accident. And he's basically yeah. kind of just like, oh, I should stall and see if the wind dies down. Like I'm here. I <laughs> yeah. may as well try this. So he he ends up he like cuts down the mountain using a little piece of wood and like stops the wagon again and the Grinch I I wrote this down because I love this line I gave you the two dollar treatment you're yes. not worth a full Grinching <laughs> the, he, he says like a first class Grinching a right? first class Grinching and he's operating like he knows this ki- he kind of gets it like this you're not worth a full class <laughs> Grinching that would take too long but then the kid keeps messing with him. So he makes these stairs appear on the side of the wagon. And he just yeah, keeps snapping going. His fingers. This is closer. another magical power. Like another just, magical power established. He is a he god. Just, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> you are messing with a... He is a spirit of I, mischief, I guess. So the idea is there is... Oh, I forgot the stigmatism. There's a running thing about Eucariah needing to wear glasses. And he, right. t- he makes a comment about, I prefer looking at you, the Grinch, without the glasses because I can't see you. And he, he keeps telling him, put the glasses on. <laughs> like it's a recurring <laughs> right. thing. Look at look the at terror me. in the face. Yes. <laughs> so it's he, very good. he's like, fine. You want it? Fine. So he opens the wagon and a like a, a green gas cloud that looks like the Grinch comes out and then basically a, an evil version of the pink elephant dance from Dumbo happens. Right. It is like a five minute psychedelic spooky classic Halloween but these like it's it's like in this weird way that it's like classic Halloween but it's also not it's very like susical Halloween like they're the, yeah. cr- the creatures with the giant legs and like it's it's totally bizarre imagery and I absolutely love this sequence. It's just like a um <clears throat> like a montage inside of the paraphernalia wagon where Max is trying to avoid these creatures, I guess, or like is having these yeah, terrible like, hallucinations. It's an interesting balance cuz Eucariah is like you can t- like it, he it is it is emoted that he is worried and kind of scared, but he also stands his ground a lot. Right. And, like, that's how it ends with him, like, up on top of the wagon um, with Eucariah just sort of, like, smugly standing there like, aha, I did it. All I had to do was wait. And, and the it's Grinch like, is sitting down below just kind of, like, defeated. He's right. just annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> also, weird thing that happens here in the in the the paraphernalia wagon, there's a ton of different voices. And... One of the people in the song is Thurl Ravenscroft, which is weird because Thurl Ravenscroft was the Grinch in the original one in the sixties. And there's it it also Wikipedia also claims that Mel Blanc is in there, which of course if he was in if he was just like walking by the studio, they probably were just like, here's fifty dollars, please record something. Right. (laughs) You're doing thirty other things today. Uh throw Ravenscroft is in it for like one line because I heard it and I like I I thought that sounds a lot like him and now Wikipedia is saying he's not credited but he's in it so I just wonder why he wasn't the Grinch again because Hans Conried is really good as the Grinch I think this voice is fantastic agree he actually sounds menacing but not in the you're a mean one level (laughs) oh wait sorry Boris Karloff voiced the Grinch throw Ravenscroft was the narrator singer of how the Grinch stole Christmas. Ah, okay. 
I agree that he's good. Like it's perfect. Yeah. It, it's it's much more terrible. Like it's much it has much more of that like horror scary vibe to it of like he's he he sounds more evil, more genuinely mean-spirited. It's not just I'm going to steal Christmas and show all of you. Right, because I'm sad and I have a small uh, heart. Yeah. This is like <laughs> I'm an I'm, outcast. <clears throat> this is like, well, it's time to come terrorize y'all. I'm like he, he's almost ex- I mean, he says it's a wonderful night for eyebrows because these things are screaming. And he has the excuse to go down the mountain and terrorize them. And he's like, the, this is like, so, okay. So Eukariah, Eukariah or Zachariah? Eukariah? Eukariah. Eukariah, I think I keep calling him Max before, but Eukariah is, is now, has emerged from the paraphernalia wagon and it kind of like fades from reality. Like it's almost like it, to me, it seems like it's implied that he never actually went inside. And this is like a representation of his fear of the wagon because he's just like standing to the side of the this like porthole in in the wagon mm-hmm. um and it's just kind of like oh well i survived the wagon that wasn't that scary and the hey mr grinch the winds are dying down now so i guess you can't come terrorize the town <laughs> like it's just like the the creatures are gonna stop screaming so now it's time to stop with this game that you're playing um and, and the conclusion of the story being that uh, Eukariah successfully I guess by entering the paraphernalia wagon stalled it took yeah. enough time for for this terror this bout of terror to happen that the Grinch doesn't get to make his way down the mountain because the wind stops and the creature stops screaming there's also the fact that Max because the kid talks to Max a couple of times because like the way the wagon stops is Max will be like five inches from him right Max <laughs> as set up by the song is questioning why he's still around the Grinch and just takes off his harness and follows Eukariah back down the hill uh, to which the Grinch is just kind of like upset, but he doesn't say anything really. <laughs> and he just picks up the wagon and starts going up the hill. And then he starts, he's like, uh, we will like the wind will come back and then I will come back. <laughs> right. Like how often are these Grinch nights happening? Like it's weird because it's not like he like saves the day and like changes the Grinch's heart. Like the Grinch is still evil at the end. the The real conclusion is that Max leaves the Grinch, right? Which again yeah. is like is is it breaks the continuity here, setting this up so that it can't be a prequel or a sequel. It's AU for sure. It feels like someone. It feels like someone read the script and went, "Hey Ted, I like it. Listen, the kid's gotta earn something. I get it. He got a lesson. Whatever." He's got to learn something. And then they're like, he's like the, the edit was, I guess, Max, I guess the dog, the dog, dogs test. Great. <laughs> Let's give this dog a real heartwarming, heartwarming, <laughs> yeah. a real touching song. Oh, I, I went back and looked it up. So here's the eyebrows line, the full one with the broken. It's a wonderful night for eyebrows. It's a wonderful night for teeth. It's a wonderful night for Grinch night. Let the troubles commence. <laughs> right. And that commence feels so intentional to not have, to not satisfy a rhyme for teeth. Also, Agreed. the Grinch's teeth show up a lot in this. It's really weird. Uh, the, the the very end of the short where he is, he says, and then I'll be back. He ha- And then I'll come back down the mountain. He laughs and his teeth come out. And it's like really high frame rate. Like they, they really put a lot of effort into him <laughs> laughing there. It's like the last time you see the Grinch. So they want him to look as on model and good as possible. Uh, 
it's a really menacing ending. Yeah, and I, love I agree. It. There's it's like a, a threat that this is going to happen soon again and again. This would like, not happen today. Right. There would need to be more like more resolution or like more like the, the Grinch is defeated or something. Right. But it's kind of just like the Grinch gets to like the terror continues for next year. I think that makes this like a really good Halloween movie is you can watch it year after year. And like there's no like the, the Grinch doesn't you don't have to sort of unwork that idea that the Grinch is going to yeah. become good in your head again. Like the, the real menacing terror of this iteration of the Grinch is permanent. He is like, he's like canonically the essence of evil and scariness and horror. And it's, it's, it's good. I just looked at the description. This person who uploaded this, who cares if it's not Halloween, this is, this has to be seen just for the part when the Grinch's eyebrows fly off his head. Okay. Agreed. But also I watched this for the first time around Christmas, around the winter holidays and I, it's much better this time of year. I enjoyed it more this time. <clears throat> the first time it felt like the longest, most like it felt like an hour, maybe, yeah, maybe like 15 minutes. That. It was yeah. like just this bizarre, every single scene we were like, what is this? What are we watching? And and there are these like little weird, bizarre moments. And we've talked, we've touched on a lot of them, um, but it's, um, it's, it's like, very discordant in a way that I think works really well around the fall and around Halloween. And when we're sort of like trying to get into that, that mood, that like creepy, like headspace that around Christmas, it was more like, this is totally, totally bizarre. Um, in a strange, like bad dream way. Grinch night is really good. Um, I think we both suggest that you should listen to it. Definitely. Listen to it. Watch it. Totally. Um, if anything, if if you don't want to sit down and watch the whole twenty five minute thing with Ukariah and all this stuff, just skip to the to the paraphernalia wagon psychedelic scene. That little three four minute period is for sure worth watching. It's just it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. But highly recommend you watch the entire thing because there's good stuff throughout. Also, <clears throat> I highly recommend finding anything and everything corinne makes <laughs> thank you where thank where you. can people find your stuff online uh so my twitter handle is at gg gomek i also run a actual play DD podcast called magic folk that's very yep. like whim- whimsical and comedic and dramatic um i i implement a lot of like it's not a horror podcast, but I kind of like shoehorn some <laughs> some scary stuff in there because I really love horror and I really love scary stuff. So there are elements of of horror if if you're like trying to get a little bit into the Halloween spirit. I'm <laughs> not caught up, but I can I can say with some confidence she doth uh, underplay guest based off the memes I'm seeing people make. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty evil DM, but it's a fun show. Which is you the can, best. <laughs> you can find it on Twitter at uh, at Magic Folk Pod, and our our website is MagicFolkPod.com, I think. So, well, thank you for having me on. It's been a joy to talk about Grinch Night. I, this is very I, fun. I adore this movie. I agree. It's very fun. And with that, let's get to the very end of the show. The prompt for this Friday's audience participation episode. This week, we're going to do Halloween crafts. So if you've done any like cool Halloween crafty stuff, 
tell us about it on Twitter. Tell me about it on Instagram. Uh, send me a DM. However you want to get in contact with the show, we are at SpooktemberPod on Twitter and Insta, by the way. Uh, I, I want to hear about the cool, crafty stuff you've been making, because I finally got around to making that personal pan pumpkin, <laughs> which I will tell you more about on Friday, and I'm looking at other stuff to make in the intermediary time. Uh, you might notice my voice is a little weird, that's just because of how I slept, and since I'm recording tomorrow's episode right now, thanks to me working overnights, uh, you'll hear that again tomorrow, so apologies in advance, and I'm gonna let you go there. Thank you so much for these 33 minutes of your day. You are a beautiful person. I can't wait to continue this journey of Halloween preparedness with you. But remember, until tomorrow, keep it real, keep it scary.